You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Rasquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host of this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. Counting out coins, he leaves them arranged Welcome back. Um, I spent last evening, um, which is not the night before I posted this, but the night before I recorded this podcast, at the launch event for uh, the New York cohort of the present tense, of present tense. Uh, For those of you who don't know, present tense is a new initiative incubator, a, a, uh, place where people who have Jewish ideas of projects that they might want to do um, come together to learn some skills, get some ideas, um, and then are placed in front of the 275, I think it was, people who might uh, be interested in knowing more, funding, supporting, merging, participating in. Um, Anyway, so, you know, it's a large event and lots of people, we drink, we eat, and we listen to 15-second pitches. Now, I have a lot of thoughts about 15-second pitches. I happen to have had a stomachache. So I read as they were beginning their pitches, I had to go to the bathroom, I'm embarrassed to say. And I came back and had missed two-thirds of the pitches. Now, who in the Jewish world speaks for 15 seconds? That's, But that's not what I want to talk about. Um, I also want to talk about um, the other innovation incubators that exist in the Jewish communal world. Um, either that are national or New York-based, because I'm New York-based. There are a few that I'm not, I don't have access to um, as an East Coaster, but um, I've been focusing on the ones that do. So there's Present Tense, um, and then there's Bikurim, and then there's the Joshua Venture Group, and they're all different, and they all um, offer different skill building, offer different financial uh, models, um, support, um, but it was interesting to think about all of these groups and um, and where we stand, Jcast Network stands in comparison, in conjunction. Um, and I thought it was really interesting. I mean, the reason I went to the present tense event the other night, uh, last night, was because uh, Jcast Network was founded just about 13 months ago. And roughly two weeks after I decided Jcast Network existed, um, I went to the present tense launch event of last year. Um, it was so early in the in the idea phase of Jcast Network that I didn't have a business card, didn't have a a rehearsed uh, elevator speech, elevator pitch, which is really what the fifteen second uh, updates, you know, the these presentations are. Because I mean, I actually think that an elevator usually takes more than fifteen seconds. At my house, it takes more than fifteen seconds just to get the damn door closed. But anyway, they were, um, I was so new, um, and I got there, and um, although I put myself out there audio-wise online and in Facebook and Twitter and all of that, I'm actually very shy. So I was feeling so embarrassed and so scared and confused that when it came time for me to talk to people, I felt like I knew no one and didn't want to talk to anyone. I did. Well, why would they want to talk to me? What was I going to say? I saw a few familiar faces, but at that moment in time, even then, I didn't feel like I could speak up. 
Um, so coming back one year later, it was such an interesting um, moment for me because now I was a somebody. Um, you know, Jcast Network has developed a brand that is well-respected in the community. Um, it felt great to be walking around knowing so many people. Um, I now count an event by how many of my podcasters are actually in the room. Um, and this tonight, not including me, there were three other Jcast Network podcasters. Um, when I was chatting with Deborah, Deborah Grayson Regal of Oyve isn't a strategy, although I want to change the uh, name of the of the show to Oyve isn't a podcast, but we'll see whether that happens or not. Um, but when I was talking to her, she said, oh, I love being able to refer to you as my producer. I was talking to someone about doing a show together and, and, and having her interviewed on an episode. And I said, well, I'll have to talk to my producer. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, I'm a producer. I'm somebody, you know. And it was like, it was like a, I mean, it was funny because things hadn't changed. But all of a sudden, like, I'm referred to in the external world as a somebody. Um, and instead of feeling embarrassed and, and shy, I felt like I knew half the room. Um, and then when I went up to some of the people who had, who had just presented, some of whom I had heard, some of whom I had missed, um, I mentioned where I was coming from. I was uh, coming from Jcast Network. And like over and over, they kind of was like, oh, yeah, Jcast Network, I'd, I'd love to talk to you. Where last year I felt like I was like, eh, I'm coming from uh, Jcast Network, you know, Jcast Network. And they're like, what's that? You know, and I had to pitch them. And all of a sudden, like I was a something. So like it was really kind of emotional for me to see myself one year later, what's the same, what's different. Um, and it felt really interesting and really great. Um, you know, but but I also was thinking about, you know, what are the different, you know, models of these incubators, these idea places. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 like, can they really support the innovation they're talking about? Um, present tense does not promise pretend that they're going to give anything but some, you know, some, some know-how. They don't give financial backing. Um, you know, if they know somebody, they may try and make a connection, but they're not providing kind of the, the resources to make a, um, to make a venture happen. Um, and Bikurim, which is a very well-respected incubator of new Jewish ideas and an idea, you know, a project that I really respect and like and wanted to be a part of, um, really, you know, they only they only accept one new project a year. Um, it's a three-year goal, so they may have three or four projects in three and a half year, I think, actually. Three or four projects that may be connected to Bikurim at any one time. But nonetheless, they only choose one. And even then, they only give a small stipend. They, I think they give a $7,000 uh, support. Now, they give support in other ways. They give office spaces. They give advice. They give connections. They give networking. So I'm not downplaying what they provide, but it's not going to make the Jewish innovation world, you know, boom. It's not going to turn it on its ear. Um, and then finally, the Joshua Venture Group, um, and full disclosure, I'm in the midst of submitting a proposal, you know, to be a member of their of their next cohort. Um, you know, I, my, but my understanding is they had a hundred, over 170 applicants and they choose between six and eight a year, you know, and then they, and they, um, offer, you know, nearly $50,000 a year for two years for those co members of the cohort that, that, that they're, that are selected and it's wonderful and it's helpful, but it's not a full-time salary and it's not, you know, I mean, so you can either take a small salary and then take, and then have no money for the for the project to move forward, 
Um, or you can take no salary and then have a lot of money for the project, but how can you do the project without a salary? Um, and so it's a, it's a very complicated thing. And again, each of these organizations, you know, Joshua Venture is not just giving money in. I think it's smart that they say they're not giving money. They want the participants to be part of the cohort and as being part of the cohort, um, they help each other and they provide feedback and they provide connection um, and they provide contacts and they provide ideas and they provide advice. So it's all really important, but how does a new Jewish venture excel? Um, you know, there were 13 projects uh, launched last night at the Joshua, at the, uh, at the present tense event. Um, and I would love to know how they're really, you know, whether they think that they could become their own real ventures. And, you know, although it's 13 New York ventures, I think they said there was over 130 worldwide, mainly America, although I think there's one in Russia and one in Jerusalem. So, you know, there's so many ventures that can the Jewish community support making all of these ventures happen. Now, maybe some of these ventures don't really need or deserve to be, uh, you know, to launch into full-fledged organizations. But many of them were really wonderful, and it was really exciting to hear about these ideas. Um, one of them I talked about possible uh, working together. Another one I just really was intri intrigued by. Um, I've been in communication for a number of months with one of them, um, medium, uh, I'm sorry, Midrash Manicures, um, Rabbi Buchler's uh, really interesting kind of uh, curriculum development around around uh, manicures and and the weekly Torah portion it's always if you ever run into her make sure you take a look at her at her at her fingers uh, because there'll always be something intriguing on her nails um, but how can we also how can we support all of these so I came from all of that and I was thinking about all of that and then today finally and I've been meaning to do it for weeks I um, I watched a piece, a, a YouTube clip, of, it's like 45-minute clip, um, of uh, Aaron Bisman and a board member of J-Dub, a former board member, I should say, of J-Dub, talking about kind of the learnings, the background, the history, the realities of what happened at J-Dub. And for those of you who don't know, J-Dub was, I believe, a B. Kareem and a Joshua Venture Grant recipient. They, they were the people who found Matis Yahoo. They've supported amazing Jewish musicians. Uh, they created, a. they said they had over, in the last years, 200 plus uh, events a year across 50 cities in America, and I assume worldwide. Um, they were doing amazing things. They were considered, you know, the, the, the golden child of Jewish innovation. Um, but as I said, as Aaron was talking about, um, they started with a lot of money to help support them and grow them, but as they matured, uh, the money disappeared, and um, there was an assumption that they could figure out a way to be financially viable on their own, which I, of course, think is ridiculous, because if we were going to be financially viable on our own, then we wouldn't be a nonprofit organization. You know, then, then, then we'd be the for-profit. The concept of the nonprofit is something that the capitalist system on its own cannot support, which does not mean that it's not vital and important for the community, the world, um, the Jewish community in this, in this case. So in listening to Aaron talk about kind of the, the struggles with, uh, with J-Dub, uh, it got me scared. 
You know, like, can this really happen? And and they, you know, were, you know, got all the right grants and applied for specific grants and looked for money and tried to to spread out the work they were going to do and that they could do. Um, and at some point realized that if they wanted to stay sustainable, they were going to have to either fire all the people who had been doing it for a long time and keep only the juniors, or they were going to have to uh, change their work area and only work in the areas that were financially viable, um, financially sustainable, but that wasn't the areas that they felt um, probably appropriately were their strength areas. Uh, it may have been the financially uh, uh, good areas, but it wasn't their strength areas. Um, so thinking about all of this Jewish innovation just kind of has been on my mind. Um, how, how sustainable are any of our ideas? Um, how do we keep plugging away? What can happen? Um, are we viable? Um, is JCAS viable? Is the, is the overall Jewish in, in innovative space a viable space? Um, how many need to succeed for us to be a success? Should all 13 Joshua Venture, excuse me, uh, present tense groups of this year make it? And if they don't, what does that mean? What if one of them makes it? What if one of them merges with a larger organization and makes it that way? Is that enough? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, again, uh, I hope and I pray that all of the Jewish innovation that's going on in the world and in the community is uh, successful, especially Jcast Network. Um, and, uh, more importantly, I really hope that JKS Network has, has legs, um, and that we'll be able to survive and do this, um, because, you know, it's really hard. Um, I've now been doing this for 13 months and loving it, loving every moment of it, finding who I get to talk to, who I get to have ideas with, share ideas with. It's just really exciting. Um, but it's hard to figure out how to do it, how to survive doing it. Um, so I, again, once again, want to invite you all to please consider supporting JCast Network. Uh, there's a donate button on our website. Uh, there's a donate button on our Facebook page, fb.com slash JCast Network. Um, and hope you'll continue to support our work and hope that we and all of the amazing Jewish innovation projects that have been launched last night this year, in the past five years, um, are able to make the important difference in the Jewish community that uh, they all should. Thanks so much, and talk to you soon.